This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. Good morning, happy Wednesday, welcome back to another episode. I am so excited to be recording today's episode. It's been a hot minute since I've uploaded an episode that's new and sat down and just recorded and talked to you. Before we get into a little life update, as always, if you love this podcast, which I really hope that you do, please share it on your story, send it to a friend, send it to a family member, send it in the group chat, get everyone you know and love to listen to this podcast. And if you haven't already, please be sure to rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify or wherever it is that you listen to this podcast. So let's get into a little bit of a life update. Last you guys heard from me, I was leaving for Croatia and I just got back and it was honestly one of the best times I have ever had in my entire life. I went to Croatia, if you don't know, I went to present at an international conference for school. My best friend Scott and I decided to do a presentation together and we got accepted. Our presentation was on the ethics of incarcerated patients and It was really good. It was a really, really cool topic. A lot of people really loved it. A lot of people told us that we should try and publish it. So we're working on that. But the conference itself was just so much more fun this year. If you have been an OG listener, then you would know that last year I went to Padua, Italy to present at the exact same conference, obviously different topic, but same conference. And Italy will always be one of my favorite places in the entire world. But this year, the conference was just so much more fun. And the reason for it is that I felt a lot closer to the people that went this year. And a lot of the volunteers at this conference were people our age who just happened to go to the university, who happened to work at the university. So it was super fun because post-conference, we got to go out to the Croatian bars with them and we got to just experience Croatia for all that it is. Whereas in Padua, we kind of just hung out with all the older adults, kind of just did very conferency things, if you know what I'm talking about. But this year, we got to go out to the bars, we got to drink, we got to just have fun and just embrace everything that Croatia had to offer. And so that was super fun. Then when the conference was over, my mom and my aunt both flew to Croatia and we went to Dubrovnik. We went to the coast and we just had a girl's trip. We had some time just with each other. We drank some wine. We ate delicious food. We explored the little town and it was so wholesome. It was so wholesome. It was so nice. And I even said when we were on that trip that It's very rare for someone to get to go on a vacation with their mom and their aunt and kind of have that family girls trip. And so it's something that I'm going to just remember forever. It's something that we're going to try and do every single year. It was really, really nice. It was a great time to connect with both of them. And I just literally loved it. Part of the reason that my mom and my aunt came to Croatia is the fact that we found out through some sort of ancestry situation, someone in our family found some documents, but basically they showed that my mom's side of the family is Croatian. So they wanted to come, they wanted to see everything about Croatia. Obviously we didn't have that much time, so we only went to two places. 
but it was just really, really nice. And now I've convinced everyone in my family that we should look into Croatian citizenship. So that's something we're trying to finesse. I don't know if it'll actually happen, but I just, I really want to live in Europe. Dean and I thrive in Europe, something about it. Obviously living there is different than going on vacation, but I honestly think we would just be so well suited for that environment. So I'm trying to do whatever I can to finesse us there, but I'll keep you guys updated. If you follow me on Instagram, then you will know that I am going a little crazy with the Croatia pictures and they're going to continue to be posted for a hot minute because now I'm back home in Toronto. I'm back into the grind. I'm stressed out already. Literally the day after I got here, I already was starting to stress about school, stress about Health Rich Collective, stress about the podcast, just kind of stress about everything that I had to do. So I am using these Croatia pictures as my safe haven and they will continuously be posted on Instagram until I actually run out of every single picture that I took from Croatia. So if you see that on my Insta, just ignore it and just know that I am trying to cope. So getting into today's episode, I have got a lot of questions kind of asking how to gain confidence in your career, at your job, in the workplace, and going off of our whole Confident Girl Summer series. I felt like this was super important and also just very beneficial to talk about. If you're wondering why this is even important to talk about, I honestly think it's just because it's very scary to be young or to be in a new career and it's really hard to have people take you seriously and this is something that I have noticed all throughout my life but especially in the past little bit just it's very difficult to have people take you seriously and to actually believe in your abilities especially when you're starting out in a new career or you are very young for the typical business standards, but having confidence in yourself and having confidence in your abilities is super important because if you don't believe in yourself, then no one else will. I've said this so many times on this podcast that you always have to be your biggest cheerleader and you always have to be your number one hype man. And if you're not doing that for yourself, no one else is going to do it for you. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about how to basically build that confidence, build that hype man energy, and feel so fucking good in your career and at your workplace. So first thing that I want to say is that going into a new career or a new workplace is very overwhelming. Anyone that tells you that it's not is lying. It's extremely overwhelming. It's extremely nerve-wracking. So first thing I want you to do is just take a minute and be proud of yourself for doing something that so many people don't. Going into a new career, going and starting a new job, it's something that constantly puts you outside your comfort zone. It's something that's, like I mentioned, just very scary to do. It's very overwhelming. And a lot of people will settle for the position that they're in. They'll settle for the job that they're in. They'll settle for their career because they're too scared to take that step and starting something new and trying something a little bit different than what they're typically used to. So take a minute and feel so fucking proud of yourself for taking that step 
in starting something different and new and exciting and recognize that you're not going to feel confident right off the bat. So take your time to start to build that confidence and you'll start to casually learn the ropes. You'll start to learn how to do certain things. So give yourself that grace and give yourself that patience. And that's one of the biggest things I had to learn. Of course, we'll go into more tips and tricks on how to really build that confidence, but the biggest thing is to not be so hard on yourself. If you're someone like me, which I know all of you are, the minute you don't get something, the minute you're not good at something, you start to get really hard on yourself. You start to think that maybe this isn't cut out for you or maybe this isn't the right path for you. You're not good at it, but everything takes time. Everything takes learning. Everything is a learning process. So calm your mind, calm, calm yourself and recognize that things take a little bit of time to get used to. You're not going to feel this confidence right off the bat when you start something new. You're not going to know everything right off the bat when you start something new. So give yourself that grace. Like I mentioned, you have to be your biggest hype man. You have to be the one who is so fucking confident in your abilities that everyone else around you starts to become confident in your abilities as well. And part of that comes from not shaming yourself for feeling a lack of confidence or a sense of doubt. One, it's very normal. As I mentioned, very, very normal to feel that lack of confidence when you're starting a new job or you're entering a new career or something that you're just not used to. And it's also really important for you to have this inner feeling that you know that no matter what negative emotions you feel, you're going to get through it. I started gaining more confidence in my abilities as a human being simply because I was able to get past the negative emotions that I felt. And I quickly began to realize that no matter what self-doubt I have or what stress I have or what sad emotions or negative emotions I have, I will always be able to work through them and come out stronger because history has shown me that I can do it over and over and over and over again. So just remember that when you're starting a career or you start a new job, that you're probably going to not feel confident right off the bat. You're not going to feel good about the situation right off the bat. No one goes into a job and automatically just crushes it. You have to learn. You have to go through these emotions, but also have confidence in the fact that you know you're going to be able to pull it out in the end. You know that after a little bit of time and after you start to learn the ropes, you're going to be able to get through that lack of confidence and you're going to be able to show up. You're going to fucking show up and you're going to be able to know that you can do this because time after time after time, if you look back in history, you look back at things that you have done, you have always showed up in the end. And this is the exact same thing. So when you're starting something new and you're super stressed out and you're super scared, remind yourself, I got this. Remind yourself, I'm going to be patient with myself. I'm not going to shame myself. And I'm going to fucking crush this job when I get the hang of it. 
Girlies, when you're first starting a business, you have enough to worry about. The stress is overwhelming and there's absolutely no reason you should be adding any more. Luckily for us, Shopify is here to help. Shopify has all the tools to power and build your business to the next level. It grows with your business, no matter how far or big you grow. Thanks to an endless list of integration and third-party apps, anything you can think of from on-demand printing to accounting to chatbots, everything you need to revolutionize your business, they have. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and they are the global force behind Allbirds, Linen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. As a WTTC listener, you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash WTTC all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash WTTC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, shopify.com slash WTTC. Okay, girlies, we are talking about our favorites once again. If you've ever had an embarrassing BO moment, Lumi is here to help. Lumi is powered by mandelic acid to control odor in a new way. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control from everywhere, including your pits, your feet, and yes, even your privates. And fun fact, but it was actually a patient's concern about their private odor that originally inspired the OBGYN who invented Lumi. I currently have the toasted coconut deodorant, and let me tell you, it is my absolute favorite, and it smells so good. Lumi starter pack is perfect for new customers, and it comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code WTTC for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's WTTC at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. When it comes to having confidence in your career and in your job, I have had a lot of people tell me that the reason they lack confidence is because they feel like they're not at the same level as their coworkers and they feel less than. The main thing that I'm going to say about this is stop putting other people on a pedestal because the minute you do that, you're immediately telling yourself that you are less than them. When you do this, you're going to ultimately have the mindset that you are not at the same level as those around you and you're going to get extreme imposter syndrome and you're immediately going to start to lack that confidence that you've worked so fucking hard to build. When you do this, you're going to 
start to doubt your abilities. You're going to start to doubt your decisions. You're going to cause yourself to have more anxiety. And when you have more anxiety and you doubt yourself, that's when mistakes can happen. That's when you can be fearful to go to work. And no one wants to go to a job every day that you are scared. No one wants to go to a job every day that gives you crippling anxiety. And a lot of it is that we just put people on a pedestal and we ultimately are the ones telling our own selves that we're not good enough when that just is not the case. Regardless of someone's experience or their seniority, view them as the fucking human beings that they are. I mean, just think about it. Like, how many times have you had a boss that you thought was dumb or not good at their job? Like, people's quote-unquote status does not mean that they are better than you. It does not mean that they are smarter than you. And sometimes it doesn't even mean that they're more qualified than you. Of course, saying all of this, it's a lot easier than actually believing it and feeling it. But last week, I guess not last week, a few weeks ago, I had a meeting with one of the biggest companies in the entire world. And before I had this meeting, I was literally shitting myself and I was stressing out. I was so fucking nervous. And I just kept thinking to myself that I was inadequate. They weren't going to take me seriously. I was too young. I was too inexperienced. And they just were not, they're not, they weren't going to buy what I was trying to sell. But so I logged into the call and the lady I was having the call with was so kind. She was so open. She was so interested in hearing my pitch. She asked me about myself. She told me about herself. And in that moment, I realized they are just people too. Literally, it does not matter the status that a person has. It does not matter the hierarchy that there is in your corporate office or in your career or wherever it is that you're working. They are just people too. And the minute we start to put them on a pedestal and the minute we start to view them as better than ourselves, that's the minute that we start to ultimately lack our own confidence and we have crippling self-doubt. When I put someone on a pedestal, I subconsciously always feel like that is something and a level that I will never reach. And by doing that, I am causing more of a disservice to myself. And I had to realize that all these people that I am doing business with, all these people that I'm having meetings with, they make mistakes too. They all have doubts. They all have families. They all have lives. They have stuff going on too. They're literally just human beings. So what I want you to do is try to look at the reality. Try to look at the people surrounding you and the people managing your work and realize that they are the exact same as you. And the more you realize this, the more calm and confident you will be in your job. Going off of that, you need to realize that you also make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes, but it's what you do with those mistakes that really matters. And as someone who constantly strives for for perfection, whenever I make a mistake, I feel really, really bad about it. And I start to just internally crumble and I will hyper fixate on it and I will constantly 
replay my mistakes over and over and over in my head. And that has caused me to really dwindle my confidence in my career, in my abilities, because I'm so fucking hyper fixated on one mistake that I made. And so this is your reminder that every single person makes mistakes, but it's important that we use those mistakes as a learning opportunity and that we take accountability for what we did, what we messed up on, and we use it to know what's the right thing to do in the future. And by doing that, it's going to help you build your own confidence because trial and error is key. A lot of what I've learned in life, I have learned through trial and error. And my dad always told me that making mistakes is one of the best ways to learn. And I stand by that a thousand percent, but also remember it's okay to make a mistake but use that mistake to help you grow. I also personally feel like if you are someone who has a certain position that you are managing other people, it's also really important to acknowledge your mistakes and to take accountability because by admitting that you might have been the one to mess up, you're causing your staff to just build more confidence in you and in your abilities. It takes a really big person to be able to admit when they are wrong. And by doing that, you're setting an amazing example for everyone that you're leading. And so by making mistakes and using them as a learning curve, it's extremely, extremely beneficial for your career, for the process and for your confidence. So I asked on my Instagram, what some of your questions are and what some of your concerns are when it comes to confidence in the workplace. And one of the biggest ones that a lot of people said is that they feel like their coworkers or other people just do not take them seriously. And I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, but I think that this is super normal. I think that this is something that a lot of us feel, especially when we are younger, especially when we are a little bit more inexperienced. And our coworkers might actually take us seriously, but it's our own self-doubt and our own lack of confidence that just makes us think that they don't. But one of the things that I have started doing in order to kind of show other people that I know what I'm talking about and I know my shit is I have tried to avoid asking for permission when stating my opinions and stating my thoughts. So what I mean by this is that let's say I have a thought about something for HC. Normally, I would say, is it possible for us to change the font to a darker green I think it would flow better and look more cohesive. And I always ask permission. I ask, is this possible for us to change it? And then I always would kind of give my explanation and my reasoning as to why in order to kind of have people take me seriously. When in actuality, by doing that, I was just kind of showing my lack of confidence and showing that I was vying for other people's validation. So instead, I've really paid attention to the way that I word things. And now I would say something simple like, I'd love for the font to be a darker green as it'll look more cohesive and flow better. Thank you so much. 
So in that statement, I'm still being very nice and very polite, but I'm also not asking everyone else's opinions when it's not needed. Of course, there's times when you can ask everyone their opinion, everyone can share their thoughts, and you can come up with kind of a cohesive game plan. But when it's something that I am just stating, when it's something that no one else's opinion needs to come into play, I will change my wording to give off the kind of air that I'm more confident. And by doing that, a lot of people typically will just immediately listen to my opinions. The way that you word things in the workplace is super important. But I also think it's really important, and I've said this before on different Confident Girl Summer series episodes, is just to fake it till you make it. And I just want you to think about if you had someone coming in for a business meeting and they were scrambling all over, they weren't sure really what they were talking about for you, they were very confused, they were very flustered. When you would give an opinion, they would retract their own and they would kind of go with whatever everyone else was saying, you typically would not take them seriously. You wouldn't look at that person and think, this is someone that I want to work with. This is someone that I idolize. This is someone that I want to be a business partner with. But if you had someone who came in with confidence, knew what they were talking about, stood up for their opinions, stood up for their thoughts, you're immediately going to be more drawn to that. And so sometimes you just got to fake it till you make it. And if you have a presentation or you have a business meeting or something that's really kind of scaring you and something that you really want to just be so fucking confident for, stand in front of the mirror and give your presentation. Stand in front of the mirror and literally role play as if you're having this business meeting. Look at the way that your posture is. Look at the way that your facial expressions are. Think about things that you can say and just tell yourself that you're a boss ass bitch and you're going to crush this meeting. You're going to crush this presentation, but just go out there and fake it until you fucking make it. Okay, so I kind of mentioned this before, but standing up for yourself is one of the best ways to gain confidence in the workplace and in your career. And for all my girlies that are scared of confrontation, I understand. And this is very scary and it gives you a lot of anxiety, but you need to know that You're going to be your number one fan and you're going to have your own back at the end of the day, especially when it comes to your career, especially when it comes to your workplace and being able to stand up for yourself is extremely important. Since I started Healthridge Collective, one of the things that has made me feel honestly super shitty and just super doubtful in my abilities when it comes to running a business is feeling like I am getting taken advantage of. And the reason for that is I think one, people would take advantage of me because they think I'm dumb. People would take advantage of me because they don't take me seriously. People would take advantage of me because they don't believe in what I'm doing and they don't think I'm doing it well. And so whenever that happens, It's really important for me to stand up for myself and stand up for my business. Even if nothing comes from it, even if the person doesn't apologize or they keep doing what they're doing or who knows, it just reminds myself 
you got this. It reminds myself that I own a company. I am the boss. I can do this. And it gives me that little confidence boost that I need to be able to keep going. Confrontation is very scary. Confrontation is something that no one loves to do, but sometimes it's something that's a little necessary. And sometimes it's something that you have to do to be able to stand your ground and to be your number one supporter. So say you're really nervous about confronting whoever it is. You can write it out on a piece of paper so that you know exactly what points you want to hit when you talk to them face to face. You could also send an email. You could ask for a Zoom call. You could call them on the phone. I personally think that doing it in person is the best way to do it because it allows both sides to kind of say their piece. However, if that's very nerve-wracking to you, send an email. Send a long email. Get all your thoughts out. I know a lot of people also get very overwhelmed when they're in sort of a confrontation type of environment that you start to forget what it is that you're even trying to confront and you start to kind of get flustered and forget all these points that you want to bring up. So being able to write them down, being able to send them in an email is super helpful. Just recently, I had to stand up for myself and stand up for my brand to someone in a position of power and it was very scary. It was very nerve-wracking. But even though it didn't necessarily get resolved in the way that I was hoping, I know and I feel comfortable knowing that I said my piece, I stood up for my brand, I stood up for everything that I've worked so fucking hard for, and I can continue and move on knowing that I said what I needed to say. I got everything out. I am confident in what my company can do. I'm confident in what I can do. And I know that in the future, if a situation like this arises again, I know how to get through it. And I will be able to stand up for what it is that I believe in and what it is that I have worked so fucking hard for. Okay, this next thing I'm going to say is for all my people-pleasing girlies that are listening to this episode and that align with me on this because my biggest fault is that I always want to make other people happy. I always seek validation from other people. I always want to have people tell me that I'm doing a good job and I'm succeeding, especially when it comes to a a career, especially when it comes to a job and in the workplace. So, What I'm going to say is that in order to protect yourself and in order to maintain this confidence that you're working so hard to build, don't take feedback or criticism personally. Use the feedback, use the criticism as an opportunity to grow and to level yourself up. Most of the time, the feedback we receive at work or at school or when we start a new career it's typically not a personal attack on us as human beings. And as someone who is so sensitive, I used to honestly let those comments completely derail me and I would overanalyze the shit out of them. If I got one slightly negative 
comment or slightly negative feedback when it came to dance, when it came to school, when it came to my job, when it comes to the podcast, when it literally comes to anything. I would let that just cripple my confidence. I would start to let that kind of feed into my mind and I would constantly just go down a rabbit hole of negative comments about myself to myself, about my work ethic, my abilities, and it would just spiral the shit out of control. However, what I've noticed, especially lately, as someone who owns my own brand and has people that work for this brand, whenever I give feedback, whenever I tell them maybe we should change something or fix something, I never mean for it to be taken personally. I never give feedback that I want them to take and think that that's how I view them as a person. Because whenever I'm giving this feedback, it's never a personal attack on them as a human. And it has nothing to do with them. If we're designing something for Health Rich Collective, and I say maybe we should change the font just a little bit, or we should change the color of this, I never want them to take that and think, oh shit, I suck at my job. She's telling me I'm horrible. She hates me as an employee. Never, literally never. And so I had to take that, flip it around and be like, when I get criticism or I get feedback at my job, are they personally trying to attack my character? Probably not. And so if you have moments where you're getting feedback and you can start to feel yourself kind of spiral and kind of lose that confidence, take a step back and really just reflect on it. Reflect on it and think, are they trying to tell me that I suck as a human being? No, they're no, they're not. And if they are, then obviously your boss does not know the proper way to give constructive criticism and their opinion of your workplace performance is probably not very valid. So either way, take the comments and the feedback, store them in the back of your brain, use it as a learning curve and move forward. Once you start to do this and once you start to really realize that getting feedback does not equate to being a good person, you are going to just watch your confidence skyrocket, especially when you're in those types of situations again. In order to really gain confidence in your workplace and in your career, you want to take risks and you want to step outside your comfort zone. Of course, you're going to be scared and that's okay, but you need to force yourself to do it anyways because true confidence comes from proving to yourself that you can achieve the goals that you have set. And if you're a business owner, this is something that I've learned is it's really scary to take those risks. It's really scary to step outside your norm. But when you do it, most of the time you see some sort of improvement, either 
within your business or just within yourself. And you start to gain that confidence in your abilities, which slowly allows you to start taking bigger risks and taking bigger steps outside your comfort zone. And that's where growth happens. One of the biggest risks that you can take is starting a new career. That's literally one of the biggest risks that you can take in life is saying goodbye to a profession that you thought you were going to have forever and pivoting and finding something else that better aligns with you in that moment. And I strongly believe that sometimes we feel sort of a lack of confidence in our careers because we are unsure if this is even the career we should be in or the job we should pursue. And it's very important that we realize that this is normal. This is a normal feeling. And it's normal to change your career later on in life or to find something else that makes you happy. And especially on social media, especially in our culture, this is something that wasn't necessarily the norm. And one of my family friends actually went to university. He became a nurse. He worked during the pandemic. He hated it. He decided to go back to school. He became a teacher. He just graduated with his teaching degree and he doesn't love it. And so he's finding another career. And when this was all happening, I said to my mom that I admired the shit out of him for doing that because for me, it was really scary to not pursue a career that I thought I was going to pursue and for him to just be so confident in who he is, so confident in his abilities to be able to adapt to different environments, different circumstances, he knew that this wasn't the career for him. And so he pivoted, went back to school, learned something else, still doesn't love it and is pivoting again. And that takes a really strong and confident person to be able to do that. And so just know that it's okay if you don't love your career. It's okay to go back to school later on in life. It's okay to start a new job or go to new places and do all these new things. And True confidence really comes from taking those risks and finding what it is that makes you happy. The last thing that I'm going to say when it comes to building your confidence in the workplace and kind of pushing aside any doubts that you have is look back at what got you to this place. Know deep within that you are qualified. Know that you know what you're doing. Know that you belong there. Most of the time, our lack of confidence is strictly because of ourselves. And we've talked about this in the Confident Girl Summer Series that confidence is something that we constantly have to work on. It's something that we have to basically be the ones to pioneer this change that we want and be able to constantly work on this confidence building. But when it comes to your career, a lot of the times we psych ourselves out. We psych ourselves out because we feel like we are inadequate. We put people on the pedestal, like I mentioned. We feel like we can't change our careers, so we settle. We don't feel comfortable in the environment because we can't stand up for ourselves. We don't have people take us seriously. Know 
that you are qualified. Know that you belong there. Know that you bring something to the team. Know that people want to be around you. Know that people want your work ethic. Know that you are going to make an impact and make a difference in this career. Even if you don't believe this, I want you to say it to yourself over and over and over and over again. You have to just keep repetitively saying this over and over until some point it's going to click and you're going to be like, yeah, I fucking got this. Yeah, this is my shit. I'm so fucking confident in my job. I'm so confident in my career. And on an episode a long, long time ago, I mentioned the quote that my Pilates instructor said to me and he said, I can, I will, I am. And I really resonate with that. Basically, I can do well at my job. I will do well at my job. I am good at my job. And this is what I tell myself all the time. I tell myself all the time all these things. And it's just step by step by step until you finally get to a point where you have so much beaming confidence in your career, in the workplace, at this job that you have. Confidence is fucking hard. Finding a career that you love is fucking hard. Being a female in a male-dominated environment and workplace culture is really fucking hard. So make sure that you are repetitively telling yourself that you can do it, you will do it, you are doing it. Make sure that you are standing up for yourself. Make sure that you are seeing others for who they truly are and what they bring to the table. And also view yourself for who you truly are and what it is that you can bring to the table. But this is my confidence in the workplace, confidence in your career, little motivation pep talk. If you ever have any questions about this, if you ever have any thoughts, anything you want to share, please feel free to send me a message. I love receiving my messages from you guys. It literally makes me so happy. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Make sure to share it, rate it, review it, all of that. And I will catch you in the next one. Bye. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.